Hey friends, it's Melvin. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Here's just a few quick things I wanted to notify you guys about before we get started. First up, very soon, new episodes will be releasing Wednesday mornings rather than Tuesday. So don't panic if you don't see a new episode on Tuesday. Just wait a little longer and you'll see it in your feed. Second, we've introduced a mailbag. Check those show notes and toward the bottom you'll see a mailbag link. You'll then be able to text us any questions you might have about movies, the movie industry, or any movie-slash-Christian-related questions you might have. Then we'll respond in a future episode, so send us your questions now. Up next, Patreon polls, which are available to Patreon supporters at the $3 tier or higher, have been updated. Supporters can now suggest films or shows to be reviewed at the end of each month. The two most liked submissions will become the options for the Patreon poll, so if you want to hear us talk about your favorite movie or show, join our Patreon and start campaigning. And lastly, whether you're a new or long-time listener, please consider writing a review or rating the Cinematic Doctrine podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Apart from financially supporting on Patreon, these are the two most helpful ways to support the show. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to Cinematic Doctrine. Hey, if you just press play, you're missing out on a whopping 41 minutes <laughs> of talking about <laughs> stuff that was not Dragon Ball Evolution. Wait, is that too long? It's not too long. It just means now we're going to be talking for like an hour and a half, maybe an hour oh. for Dragon <laughs> okay. Ball. So it's like we'll be up pretty late, but that's okay. I stay up yeah. late anyway. And I don't work tomorrow. So yay. Uh, but yeah, 41 minutes of uh, us talking about anime, live action adaptions, um, a couple specifically, and then also kind of what makes like that transition from anime or manga into live action kind of weird. What's kind of unique about anime? What's kind of unique about live action and how those things might disagree? Um, and then also kind of, I think, celebrating a couple things that are positive about the two and then so on and so forth. And then finally going into what would be an interesting live action adaption at all, whether it's a movie or a miniseries. And so you get access to that if you support on Patreon for $3 a month at minimum. You can support more if you want. And uh, there's a bunch of other perks for doing so. You can access all of that in the show notes. There's links to the Patreon there. And um, yeah, you get that for basically all all of the recent episodes of the last like year and a half have all this extra content. It's crazy. So you're getting that immediately. Um, but you press play to hear us do a party pleaser on Dragon Ball Evolution and uh, <laughs> we we're, we're doing anime so we're doing anime stuff this month we couldn't figure out what to do for one of the weeks we thought maybe we would take a break and do something else and then it just seemed like for a schedule this, uh, doing something at home would be better so like streaming something and then I remembered that Dragon Ball Evolution existed. <laughs> and I was oh like, hey, goodness. we can stream it at home. We'll be fine. And then it's anime adjacent. So that'll work. Oh, my god! We can totally do that. And I, I feel like there were other my... things that we thought of. And then all of a sudden, Melvin <laughs> yes. just lit up like a light bulb. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, we can oh, do my that. gosh. Let's <laughs> do this one. <laughs> there was even a moment where I feel like you panicked and we're just like, do we Slightly. really want to do this? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and then like okay. 20 minutes into doing it i was like oh what did i what did i decide and so so we are going to be doing a party pleaser uh this is a kind of new format on our show where instead of just talking about the movie what we're going to do is we are going to summarize the movie from beginning to end so if you do not care about the movie cool we'll give you all the context you need if you have already seen the movie cool we'll remind you what happens in the movie uh, and then if you do care about the movie, what are you doing? Don't listen to this episode then. But also we advise you not yeah, to just care turn about it off. So it doesn't, so it doesn't matter, but, uh, I will be doing the summary today and I guess I'll get us kicked off. But actually first, before that, let's, let's get a quick debrief on our experience in Dragon Ball. Melanie, what, what do you know about Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super or anything Goku related? I know nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know? <laughs> no, no you know... I, I know. I, okay. <laughs> I remember the show as a kid, and I know people are, some people might not like this, but I was not a fan of Dragon Ball Z. When I it don't came know out. many women who were fans of Dragon Ball. Yeah, so. like, it was just, um, 
it was it it the pacing for me I think is what I found to be the most frustrating about the show. Just felt like not a lot was happening. You know, how long is it going to take you to power up? And I know that Dragon Ball fans are like sick and tired of hearing that, but you hear it a lot <laughs> because it's true. So, <laughs> yeah, it just it didn't appeal to me, but I do have many friends who love the show and you are free to love the show. Uh so watching this film was not super excited. But I did walk in knowing exactly what I was going to see. And so I think just knowing what to expect just made watching the film bearable. To, in your defense, the original Dragon Ball series is 153 episodes long. And the sequel series, Dragon Ball Z, is 291. Um, both, of, both of them are very long and have a ton of filler, an obscene level yeah. of filler. It's, it's, it's unbearable. Yeah. Like you just, it, it feels like there's no momentum. There's no direction. There's just a lot of posturing and, you know, male, like pounding over the chest. Like I'm a <laughs> man, awesome. you know, and so I'm just cool. going to keep being a man. So I'm just like, you do that. <laughs> I'll be over here. Now with that, Dragon Ball Kai came out in 2014 and Dragon Ball Kai is a re-edit of the Dragon Ball Z series that condenses it down from 260 some episodes or whatever to 61 episodes. Okay. And what they do is they condense it down to what the manga is. Now the manga is of course very long. Um Dragon Ball contains both the Dragon Ball show, Dragon Ball Z series as well, and that is 520 chapters. As for my experience, I have read the entirety of the original Dragon Ball manga. It is as good as, uh, you know, Legacy will say. It is very, 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 very well written, very fun. The comic style is just really compelling, and the artwork here is just great. It is super accessible and palatable. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, there are like three bare-breasted boob jokes throughout the entire series so it's not really accessible (laughs) in that regard but if you're an adult i guess you can choose what you want here but it's um yeah it's super good and uh in it's also in dragon ball's defense now not in uh melanie's defense but in dragon ball's defense um the pacing of the narrative and the manga at least is extremely brisk um i've read that like uh, while Tori Akira Toriyama was writing it, like his editor was really like, would just be like, this is boring, pick it up. <laughs> or just like, like <laughs> there's in particular, um, the, the Android into the cell games saga. So Android saga, cell game saga, which mm-hmm. is what some people consider the best. They consider it the absolute best because it's super well-written has really good creative stuff, carries the whole narrative through like almost everything of dragon ball kind of seems to culminate into that. Uh, he had mm-hmm. no idea what he was doing. He had no outline for that. He was just writing each chapter by chapter. And he puts in the two androids and his editor goes, these are your villains. They're just two punk teens. You got to have a new guy. And he brings in this <laughs> other guy and it's another android. And he's like, it's just an old man. You need another bad guy. So he brings in Cell, but it's the first form of Cell. And his editor just goes like, it's a stupid bug. So then he creates different forms for Cell. And at mm-hmm. some point he goes, that's it. <laughs> and like, that's after like several months of writing this series of chapters and then keeps going. And um, so it's a, it's a very quick, uh, it's a long read. It took me months to read the whole thing, but its pace is very fast and very enjoyable. It's also extremely funny. Um, okay. <laughs> there's a part where a character has to fly somewhere and they don't fly yet early in Dragon Ball. So like a character jump- punches a log the log starts to fly and then he jumps on the log as it's flying <laughs> so he can get to his destination. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and like a character was watching while that happened. It was just really confused. I just want to know why a log. <laughs> it was the best way to transport. So some but people, I think in one I of the games, you can understand. like, in one of the games, you can get that as a mount and people were always confused because they never never read the manga they'd never seen that early Mm. because this thing started like 1986 it's super old uh but that is we are coming into this movie dragon ball evolution with a uh a good variety of perspectives one who uh, i've read all that stuff but i have not seen dragon ball super i've seen all the movies except for the most recent one um but 
uh, and Melanie has just has gone completely blind. So I think this will be great. <laughs> you may not know this, but the easiest way you can show your support for Cinematic Doctrine is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So press pause and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And then press play again so you can hear the rest of the show. But I guess we'll get started. Let me let me yeah. get this kicked off on our summary. Let's do this. So the movie starts and we're getting an immediate info dump of exposition. Uh, none of this is familiar with Dragon Ball canon. So let me try mm-hmm. and let me first remember. So what I did is I watched it. I paused it and went, let me try and remember what was said because it was very confusing. This is the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes of the movie. First like minute. Uh, I think it said something about the, in ancient times, humanity was almost destroyed by an e- ancient evil called Piccolo. The phrasing implied that it was an evil pair that destroyed planets. But then I understood yeah, it was Ozar something. Well, so I literally thought he was talking about a pear, like the fruit. I <laughs> like I'm not trying to grasp for a joke here. I just really thought like I was like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was, it's like they're losing me already. Were um, you tired? Like how late was I this? did start the movie at like 840. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, there you go. <laughs> and then I paused it and was taking notes. So I didn't really start the movie until about 910. So, <laughs> okay. so then uh, they said that Piccolo arrives at Earth and he's trying to destroy uh, Earth, but they fight backs and then Piccolo sealed away. But then the actual canon of the movie is long ago, Earth was threatened by an ancient alien named Piccolo who would fight alongside another guy named Rosaru. Humanity almost died, but they had some warriors who did a thing called a Mafuba, uh, which is an enchantment that imprisoned Piccolo, and then Rosaru vanished because Piccolo was captured. So that's the canon for the movie. And then I wrote a page, it's a full page, that says oh the actual goodness. Dragon Ball canon. <laughs> but I'm specifically for this, it's not, I'm not going to tell you the whole Dragon Ball story. <laughs> it's like, but, from the beginning. So, uh, <laughs> Chapter one. Yeah. Uh, so later in the franchise of Dragon Ball, very late in the series, when you get to the Frieza era, we learn that there's these things called Namekians. It's a race of green people that are from the planet Nepic. One such Namekian had lived on Earth way before this arc tells you what it is. Because most of the time, Toriyama would just cr- draw something cool. And then it would mm-hmm. just be there. And there wasn't lore to it. It was just, there's just this creature. So, like, the whole yeah. world is, there's talking animals, there's talking robots. It has everything. There's one character who sneezes, and they turn into a good person. And then they sneeze, and then they turn into a thief. So, and their name is Lunch. And so, like, it's just, Toriyama was nuts yeah. like this whole series is just comedy and then it turns into like macho stuff it's crazy um <laughs> okay a really crazy glow up and that's why i like the uh, nerd tangent majin buar gets criticism for changing a lot of stuff but it's really funny it calls back to the way dragon ball used to be a comedy i really enjoy that anyway so was like Namekian had lived on Earth for a very long time, and he had forgotten his name. He was living there for so long, but he yearned to become the god of Earth because in the Dragon Ball universe, there are gods for each planet. Uh, but the god of the planet Earth at the time said he could not become the god because he was a conflicted individual with good and evil. So then the person split himself into two personalities. So now that there is this one personality that is good and this one personality that is evil, the good personality became the god of the planet, who then was named Kami, which is the term, the Japanese word for god. And then Piccolo, King Piccolo, is the evil that was cast aside. So King Piccolo, total bad guy. Now the Piccolo in Dragon Ball is not the Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. The Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z, which is the one everyone would be familiar with in 2009, is Piccolo Jr., who, after King Piccolo is killed by Goku, uh, is then reborn as Piccolo Jr. And then Piccolo Jr. is a villain at the end of the Dragon Ball saga who fights at a tournament that Goku then beats him again. And then when Dragon Ball Z starts, the Saiyan saga, Piccolo's just a good guy now. I don't know why, he just is. And he basically raises Gohan because Goku ends up dying for a period. So then Piccolo becomes everyone's favorite green dad. Uh, and <laughs> Green Dead. That is the canon. So, but why do I get to say all this? Because when Dragon Ball was, was Z was getting popular, it was Dragon Ball Z is like the halfway point of the Dragon Ball story. 
And so like people would only be familiar with the Piccolo that's the good guy. So then the fact that in this movie they're saying Piccolo is a bad guy who killed everything, like it's just we're already wrong is what I'm kind of getting at. Okay. And so like there's already so much incorrect and um, the roundabout, like not a roundabout, but this was the the explanation. Yes. Of All of this is to say <laughs> that like this is already in- <laughs> we, bad. <laughs> we've only just started the movie. The Got canon it. of the movie is extremely confusing and said to you one time in the beginning. Right. And then annoyingly later. I guess I can later. understand. Right. I guess I can understand why they would try to cut all of that. Oh yeah, just totally. so they can That's get fine. to the movie. Like, would you like? If it's a lot, then don't worry about it. But is there like a way you would have told that story, like in the beginning, in like a very like short I, condensed? Well, I just really, I wouldn't even give this description now because mm. they're gonna just say it again later anyway, and that like it could just start with Goku doing stuff. So I mean, that's how the book starts. <laughs> it's like it's, I don't mm, okay. know. It's like very silly um, that they do that. But the the reason I did all this is because one, the exposition dump in the beginning is very confusing. That's why yeah. I said, here's what I think it said. Then I gave you the real <laughs> exposition dump, and it's not accurate to the actual canon. So people who are coming into the movie are getting confused by the movie's canon, getting confused because they think Piccolo's a good guy, even though actually he used to be a bad guy. Getting confused because if you do know the full canon, it's not the actual canon. And so uh, within a minute, you've lost it. And I like was like, Catherine, let me tell you why this is wrong. And Kat's like, okay, Melvin, sure. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. That was really important. And I was like, no, this is my Avatar yeah, The Last Airbender. You need so to much. understand that like, this is like what you feel like about The Last Airbender remake, where everything's wrong. And even at least that one starts the way the show starts. It's, like, it's just so frustrating. So... Okay, oh, movie man. continues, and we hear a monologue, a brief phrase that says, the first rule is there are no rules. But then the same character goes, whoever touches the ground first loses. So let me just say, second strike against the movie. It's got one more strike, and it's going to be out. It's clearly there's rules. Oh, God. Uh, Goku is playing uh, Floor is Lava with his grandpa, who has been training him for martial arts. Um, Goku wants to stop being bullied at school, so he's saying he wants to take some of his training to uh, fight some guys, but his grandpa says, no, don't do that. Um, His grandpa's name is Gohan. They don't name him. They don't mention him by name until way later, so I'm just going to say that because I wrote grandpa a bunch, but I'll just say uh, Gohan. So Goku then says, like, well, then can you teach me how to pick up chicks, which I think is weird because it seems like his grandfather might be celibate because he's living alone. I don't know how you'd be able to do that. Anyways, <laughs> Goku end up... Uh, he has no one else to ask. <laughs> who is grandpa? He doesn't have any friends. No, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> His grandpa can't go on Twitter and ask anybody for some guidance. <laughs> no, what I'm talking about. I just meant like, clearly Goku is lonely. And, yes, Goku But he is loves his grandpa, lonely. so he's just going to ask him stuff, even if... Maybe his grandpa doesn't have an answer for Goku him. is it's it's his eighteenth birthday. Now in the beginning of the manga, I think he's twelve. And then by the time you get to Dragon Ball Z, he's like a grown adult with like a kid. But um here he's eighteen. I don't know why they specifically picked that. Um I read a note that said they did that because they wanted so Goku in this movie starts to by going to school. They wanted to merge the Goku story and the Go so Goku's son is also named Gohan. Uh, Gohan grows up and has some stuff where he's in school and he's kind of awkwardly interacting with people. And Got so it. I think that uh, somebody said they wanted to merge that, but I don't think obviously they didn't do that. Um, so Goku ends up uh, receiving for his birthday, the four star Dragon Ball. That more or less is accurate. Uh, he does receive it from his grandpa. Um, we don't learn what the Dragon Ball is. Uh, or anything else about it. We just learned that it's important. So now Goku has the Dragon Ball with him. Goku ends up going to school and his bike gets wrecked by some bullies. He tries to, the bullies come up and mess with him and he doesn't do anything to them, but he stands his ground. Uh, then we get to our introduction to Piccolo. Piccolo is just alive. He's in some sort of airship. Right, like how did he even escape? Oh, I have a note on that one. <laughs> okay, worry. we'll get that there. Was, that was my question <laughs> that, that they never answered. I was just like, wait, he's just out now? 
Oh, I'm, I'm resisting. Uh, okay, so... Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Piccolo drops some sort of energy thing and it nukes the city. Um, we then fly down to the city and it's like a Japanese town. Uh, aesthetically, it looks like it's designed like it's a, I don't know, I guess more a rural town. Um, yeah, see, this is where I got lost. I don't mean to stop you every like few, few minutes. It's okay, but it's all good. <laughs> I just, my one of my issues with the film is I have no idea where I am or what's like geographically. I'm not a fan of Chirons, but do you feel like that if it had Chiron that said like Japan or something like that, that would have helped? No, but just, I think visually, like, again, you don't have to have those in there. I mean, they, they can be helpful, but I'm looking around and I'm like, wait, what year is it? It doesn't look like earth. Yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be. So I guess it's not supposed to be Earth. Like they're they're just on a different planet, but there's just so much that's familiar that looks like Earth. Mm-hmm. So then when I'm at this village, I'm like, are they like in another dimension or something looking for the Dragon Balls? I don't know. Well, and it's also not imitating the style of Toriyama, which is very uh, right. round. He, his artwork is very round. Uh, his later work is a lot more angular when, when people get more muscular. But like right. the buildings are more round, the technology's round. But then in this movie, like there's almost no visual profile as we'll kind of get into it. Exactly. So I think I was just visually, I was confused about where these mm-hmm. things were taking place. I'm like, is this earth? Is this another planet? And I feel like if it was, they needed to go a little bit further in that direction to just make it clear. Like this is not, this is not earth or this is not present day. It doesn't have like, just to bring it up again, but like last, the last airbender, a weird, weird movie, but it at least yeah. kind of sets up like context and setting um in a way that like is a bit more palatable than this whereas this is like Mm. uh it is kind of nuts yeah enjoying this episode grab that share link and tell your friends word of mouth is the most effective way for a podcast to reach new listeners so don't be shy share the episode wherever you can yeah so piccolo ends up nuking this like uh japanese town he's in search of a dragon ball his servant who goes unnamed the whole movie as far as I could tell. So I literally right. just wrote her name as boob window searches the wreckage for a <laughs> dragon ball. Why would you do that? She has no other defining characteristic. To- <laughs> you could have named her Susie Melvin. You could have <laughs> named her. There is no S on her chest. Girl with the bad girl with the bad wig. I don't know. Cause that wig was terrible. <laughs> so, Continue. So, Oh, so Boob Window ends up trying to kill somebody, uh, but then that person says, no, wait, or whatever in Japanese, um, and gives them the Dragon Ball. And then we cut back to Goku, and he's sitting in class. He's fantasizing about a girl at school. Um, I actually thought, like, this movie has no visual profile, and everything's extremely awkward. But I kind of like the idea of, like, he's fantasizing about this girl, and then it's not anything inappropriate. It's just the land around her turns into, like, a field, and then she's just, right. like, eating a strawberry in class. I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny. I wish there was a bit more That was of funny. That. Um, but he gets snapped out of it, and the teacher asks him a question about something or other, and he answers with Namekians. I don't know why they did this. It's very weird. I think they're just trying to sort that Goku's weird. Don't worry, I already got that. I can see him. <laughs> it's okay. You know what um, vibes I got from that scene? What? I got vibes of, from like the water boy. Did you ever watch oh, that movie? Oh, like with like that he was When he went when he goes to college and he tries to explain, like answer the questions, he's like, Mama says that this is why like it just his stuff was like so ridiculous and inaccurate because these were all the things that his mother (laughs) said to him and then the class like makes fun of him for having all those like dumb answers and the teacher makes fun of him too feel like so just seeing it in this movie i was like oh okay the best part of (laughs) water boy to me is when henry winkler shows the mom tattoo that's on the side of his butt (laughs) (laughs) so i would have liked what mama don't know won't hurt her (laughs) 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 call me self-guard and started calculating it's so funny <laughs> i love that but movie maybe anyway. if goku when he was asked the question stood up and did that that would have been better maybe <laughs> I don't he should have said grandpa said <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a tattoo that said grandpa with a heart on his butt <laughs> he's like he signed it for me <laughs> oh my signature. goodness this is going uh, so, too far, Melvin. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Goku starts uh, creeping on 
this girl. He's not creeping. He's just watching her um, while she's trying to get into her locker. <laughs> he's not creeping, Sorry. but like he's just—he's not creeping. He's just watching her. He's—he's <laughs> in—he is uh, infatuated with her. So he is watching her. But let's 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 put this out here right now uh, in in Hollywood film canon. It is romantic for people to stare at each other, not just stare at yeah. each other, follow each other. That is not the case in real life. <laughs> I don't know yes. why this started. I feel like it's part of how writers will and, and directors will turn fantasies into things that uh, to, to uh, into what, what's it called? Um, confirmate. It's like confirmation bias, but not the same, but it's that kind of thing. So that's what's happening. I'm not yeah. going to defend him following somebody around, but he's just looking at her and he, he, you right. can suspect he wants to say something. She can't open up her locker. So he uses his, what they call key. Although I'm pretty sure it's called G uh, throughout the Dragon Ball. Right. They call, uh, thing. Yeah. They're yeah. That's weird. Um, key. And I think they did this because we learned that this character is supposed to be Chi Chi who ends up being Goku's wife in the, series um and i think they specifically call it key because they don't want to call it chi when there's a character also named chi chi anyways <laughs> oh um, i didn't even think about that yeah i, th- I think that it's makes just sense. I, can, I, can, I can see that but um he ends up opening all these lockers with his chi and she with his key uh and she notices and she knows what it is so it kind of alludes to that chi chi knows something about like martial arts about spiritual mm-hmm. like i don't know combat stuff like that anyways um, this is when I started to realize why would I write Goku when the bullies give him the nickname Giko? So I started writing Giko. <laughs> so Giko goes, so Chi Chi ends up inviting Giko to this party saying, Hey, come to my party tonight. So Giko says, yeah, I'd love to go to your party tonight. So he goes to that party tonight. And when he's going there, we <laughs> ended up seeing that his grandfather Gohan had made a birthday cake for him and everything. Um, I know. but That's Giko so sneaks out his window. <laughs> and so, um, when Giko ends up going to Chi Chi's party, um, which is not related to his birthday, he ends up getting into a fight with the bullies and he chooses to stand up, but he's not going to physically hurt them. He's just going to dodge everything. Um, this leads to the most important scene in the movie, which is when laughing. he slides across the top of the car. <laughs> I'm already laughing. I'm trying not to laugh while you're talking. So I'll probably have a link in the show notes for this, but um, <laughs> there is only one important Sorry. scene in this movie, and it is when this ha- fight happens. Kiko <laughs> is dodging all of the attacks, and at one point he flips over the top of a car and his head slides across the top, <laughs> and it makes like a noise, and there's just... There's just a YouTube video where every attack he dodges is that instead of all these other moves. It's really funny. So I'll have a link in the show notes. I sent it to Melody like in the middle of the day. Oh my gosh. He didn't even like say what it would be. So I watched it later and I was. Total danger link. (laughs) Crying, (laughs) laughing so much. Oh, it's so funny. It is so great. But as he's dodging all these attacks, uh, Fuller, who's an original character, Fuller ends up damaging his own car while this is happening and uh, gets hit and knocks himself out. Uh, This makes Chi-Chi very happy for some reason because girls love watching men fight each other. That's definitely something they enjoy and is not traumatic at all. Um, so Giku, uh, ends up Giko mix. I'm like combining <laughs> it just, all. You're um, just making up names. As you I know we're, we're heading towards singularity. This is dangerous. So <laughs> here is the second funny gag. I felt like of the movie, the head sliding doesn't really count because it's what it's now turned into. That makes it funny. Um, yes. the second funny gag is we cut back to grandpa and he's just sitting praying, but the cake is there and it's totally untouched and all of the candles have melted down. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, so that was pretty like equally very sad and very funny. Um, but while he's praying, he realizes that someone's about to break into his window and Piccolo shows up to the house and attacks him. Uh, he's searching for the dragon ball, but he doesn't find it. So he, he, attacks the grandfather, knocks him over, and then he destroys the house. Piccolo ends up leaving. Goku senses a disturbance in the force and for some reason thinks that something's wrong with his grandfather, even though there's nothing narratively that should tell him that this is the case. So he ends up leaving the party um, and he uh, finds that his grandfather is dying. The grandfather Gohan's dying phrase is that Goku needs to find the master Roshi. He says some platitudes. Uh, and then he says, find the seven other Dragon Balls. 
Oh, and this is the third funny gag, and I think this is the only other funny gag in the movie. Um, Goku is then walking around his destroyed house, and it's a close-up shot of him walking into his room, and then the camera zooms out to show his entire room's destroyed. And he's holding his jacket, and then he throws it like he was throwing it on his bed, but then it just lands in the debris. I thought that was a little funny. (laughs) Uh, So that was good. But that's kind of the end of all the jokes, and we are only maybe 15 minutes into the movie. So so it is downhill from here. Uh, So he is doing literally nothing. He doesn't have anything to do while he's at this abandoned, destroyed house. Uh, And then a character arrives who is searching for the Dragon Ball and tries to attack him. We learn that this is the character Bulma, who, yeah, this is what she does in the show and the in the story. She has a device that can help her find the Dragon Balls. She wants to find them all to make a wish to become rich. They end up teaming up because she can find the Dragon Balls and he can protect her because he knows combat and stuff like that. Hey there, listener. Want to influence the podcast? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine and support the show for $3 a month. In doing so, you'll be able to vote on a movie poll that picks a film we discuss each month. So jump on over there and have your voice heard. So they end up going to find Master Roshi, of which they then immediately find Master Roshi. So it's that, that part of the adventure is over. Um, yeah. They go to this place that's like a city that's like techno neo tokyo kind of looking thing which contributes yeah. to the confusion about the setting exactly i was thoroughly confused i'm like how did they get well i know that she has like her little it's not a dirt bike it's a the capsule bike oh my or gosh whatever. What you, uh, yeah ATV. so so how did they find him wait that's a good question i don't remember i think the grandfather well, no, says his, go to this one city he does he tells them like the city to go to so I guess that makes sense on how they found him. But anyway. Um, but they end up finding Master Roshi's house, which is not a house on an island in an ocean. It is a house. I guess narratively what they're trying to say is like, this world's a little different. Uh, this world's a little crazy. Uh, that it's like a city and there would be an ocean here, but there's not because he is still a house on like an island, but there's no water around him. And he's kind of like this single platform in the middle of, I don't know. I I saw this movie in theaters years ago when it was in theaters. Um, I know I was very young, so I didn't really understand what a bad movie was yet. Uh, so I, I don't really think I considered it a good one either. But I think I, whenever I thought back on the movie, I did like some of the setting visuals. So I didn't dislike this. I think if you were going to make a your own version, so our Patreon discussion, we talked about kind of making your own version of these kind of stories. Um, changing some setting and kind of exploring like narrative and stuff like that. Like even I think Toriyama said he'd be totally fine. If like you took his characters and stuff and made his own, made your own thing out of it. And it was good. Um, That's cool. So I don't dislike this stuff. Of course, Toriyama then saw the movie despised it and immediately said, I'm going to start working on reviving Dragon Ball again in movie form. So then you got battle of the gods, which is a good movie. I really like that one. But, um, so, Goku, Bulma, they end up finding Master Roshi. Um, when they get into his house, they start fighting. First, Master Roshi thinks they're thieves, so they're fighting. But then Goku uses uh, some kind of attack move that Master Roshi recognizes. So then he knows that that character, Go- that Goku was raised by Gohan, trained by Gohan. So he asks how Gohan is. Goku says, Gohan has died. Um, and then he says, "We Piccolo is back. Um, we need to find the seven Dragon Balls. We need to figure out how to stop him. This is when we learn that Shen Long is a thing. Um, Shen Long is the character is the dragon that appears, although he is kind of a character um, Mm -hmm. because he shows up a lot in the manga and he talks and has opinions and stuff. It's kind of (laughs) interesting, but um, Shen Long is the dragon that appears uh, after you've summoned the seven dragon balls and you make a wish to him and he will make it happen. Roshi also now introduces that the apocalypse is going to happen in seven days. That's new. I don't know if you caught this, but I caught a mistake that happened in the movie here. Um, Oh, okay. So Master Roshi is talking, and he's the center of the frame, and the camera's focused on him. And Mm -hmm. then we have seen already that Goku is behind him to the right, and the camera pans to Goku. It pans back to Master Roshi. Master Roshi's now the center again, focused on Master Roshi. But then Goku responds to him one more time. The camera does not pan back to Goku. It is still centered on Master Roshi. But then the camera focuses to the distance that Goku is, never refocuses back, 
shows us Roshi's reaction shot and he's completely fuzzy because he's completely mm-hmm. out of focus. So I rewound it. It was just like, how did you leave that in? They probably just shot it once and moved on because yeah. this movie was pitched at a $120 million budget. Actors signed on and then they learned it was a 30 million budget and they shot it in a warehouse. Wow. So there's just, they were probably trying to bounce this movie out. Also, I read that this movie was greenlit because the writer strike was happening at the time, 2007, 2009 writer strike. So, uh, yeah, they were putting this one out just quick cause they needed to fill weekends. Um, so this movie just a crime. Uh, okay. So pickle <laughs> finds another dragon ball. And then Roshi, Bulma, and Goku are now traveling together, and they go to a training environment. Chi-Chi is there training. I could kind of see what kind of visual, not visual, just gag was being made, where Master Roshi's trying to say this is like a serene place, and then, and no one knows about it. It's magical. You can train here. And then they get there, and then it's just like people doing like Pilates. <laughs> I think, right. And I, and I did like that. And that was the thing. When I saw that scene, I'm like, I think this is supposed to be really funny, but the joke just didn't land. The movie's so ugly that like everything yeah. that the movie tries to do, like I've mentioned three jokes that I thought were funny, but I didn't really laugh at them. I just thought like, I see what's trying yeah, to be done. Yeah, your brain just right. Like you just register like, oh, this is a joke. It's supposed to be like, oh, it's super <laughs> yes, secret yeah. and sacred. And it's like a vacation spot. Well, this in this movie, it's not a vacation spot. They're, they're training and doing Kung Fu. And what's interesting is as we were, as you were just talking earlier, I I remembered that uh, a little bit ago, I, a few days ago, I looked up interviews. So like when they were doing promotions for the film and the actors are talking about um, Dragon Ball Evolution and they were the main male actor who plays Goku, he was like, yeah, you know, I just want people to understand that this is not exactly like dragon ball that this is an adaptation so this is like <laughs> not a good the director's <laughs> vision for the film so that tells me that they knew exactly uh, what yeah. they were doing yep. that they knew that this was not going to be good or even if maybe they didn't know it wasn't going to be good but they knew that it may not be received well yes by yeah. dragon ball z fans for him to like have to say that in the interview like for the promotion of the film i was like yeah they they have no illusions that this is not the same. And they both claim to be fans of the show growing up. Like, Yeah, it's huge. A lot of people yeah, liked it. Yeah. No, it's true. But I, I don't know why. Like, sometimes I feel like actors... Do you ever question, like, when actors say things like that, if they're actually telling the truth? I, I think... Uh, yeah, so Hollywood does contractually obligate some people to say things that are not true, which is sick. Uh, yeah. And then also... They have a vested interest to say things like that and perhaps Mm -hmm. embellish. So they may have been like, I like Dragon Ball, watched a couple episodes and then stopped, you know? Um, And like, I think that's also fine too, because like, we can't expect like, you know, these people who are this, their job is acting, not like, right, not being a consumer. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge someone for taking on a film and not being a fan. I'm like, that's just, that would be ridiculous. That shouldn't be a prerequisite for you to be able to do your job. Yes. Cause an actor is like their job is to act. So like they, they can act like they like the show. That's fine. Um, but, uh, I do think that like it helps because then you have people, I think in some cases stepping in to, to make some other changes. Um, I can't think of an exact other one, but I do know that I saw that uh, James Marsters who plays Piccolo in this. Yeah. They said that they want, he said that they wanted Piccolo to look more human, more pretty, more like whatever. But he specifically was like, no, like Piccolo is supposed to be like a monster, like a a, a old Lord Piccolo, King Piccolo is like really gross. So like, he is like, no, he's got to be a monster. And I don't even think it looks that good in this movie. But like, I do no, appreciate it, the fact that it looks a little more, you know, monstrous. So, um, right. you know, they did what they could. <laughs> it's clear right. these actors were accepting their contract and just mm-hmm. and stuck to essentially working on it. So, but right. um, they end up finding uh, they're, they've Roshi has led them to this place that's supposed to be a you know, training place that's secret. No one knows about. Turns out everybody knows about. There's people wearing like, like Pilates, like they're just, they're doing exercises and doing sparring and stuff. And then Master Roshi, uh, Goku runs into Chi Chi and, and they talk. And then Master Roshi says, I can't train you here. So he, they just leave. Um, 
So they leave, but they end up falling into a trap. Uh, and it turns out this is a trap laid by Yamcha, who, yeah, in the original story, he's kind of a jokester. And then he ends up becoming a joke, who's always the character who loses first in a fight, which is always funny. And um, they need to pay him to leave. So they end up just staying the night in Yamcha's trap. Uh, Master Roshi then exposits everything we already know from the beginning of the movie and that I've already strenuously explained as inaccurate to this canon because right. I'm, I am right and they are wrong. Do you think for if you were to have had a say in the film, do you think this would have been the scene where you would have explained things the right way? Just pick one. Like how it actually is. You don't need that both. Yeah, like you just, you can just use use that as the time to like thoroughly explain because what you were explaining in the beginning even even as you've like abbreviated it still feels like a lot and uh for someone who is not a fan of the show so i'm wondering if you think that would have been a, a good moment in the film to actually explain the real story i think it would be better if i had to pick between one or the other i would pick this one um because this one you're you're already settled into the different version of Dragon Ball that exists in this version. Right. And so when you get to this point, after having settled into the characters, we can then get into the lore. But by starting out with the lore like that, uh, the way this movie does, you're just punching. You're not, I don't, I wouldn't go so far as to saying like, you're spitting on fans. Like, like right. these are geeks do like, not in a mean way, just, you know, people who take it way too seriously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just trying to catch myself there for being too nasty. But, like, mm. there's that response that I don't think is rational. But I also just think, like, you are just, you're catching people off guard if you do it in the beginning. But if you're going to do it in the beginning and you want to do that one, don't do this one. If you don't want to do this right. one, one or, or you don't want to do the beginning, do this one. But I would say this one makes more sense. Yeah, I could see that. Hey, don't forget. There's a lot of fun content missing from this episode because you're not listening on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine and support for $3 a month to gain access to uncut episodes with upwards of 40 minutes of bonus content each. You'll thank me later. But this is where he says the line. Now Piccolo has somehow escaped, which got a good laugh out of me. Because I wondered if J.J. Abrams got that for the line, somehow Palpatine has returned. Because <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> like, it's just not explained. Yes. It just, no, it's, it's, it's like, why it's, try to explain it? Just, uh, it's just, just so say, stupid. I don't know. It just happened. Yeah. And then Goku says something like, uh, somehow we'll beat him. So it's like, <laughs> not even the writer knows what he's doing. Like, it's just so funny to it's, me. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, just pretend the holes aren't there. Okay, so now apparently it's two days away from the apocalypse, not seven, which is why why are we why are we here? Um, Master <laughs> Roshi then jumps out of the pit because he could have just done that the whole time. Which is like, why did you that waste? Was so I guess annoying. five days to, to to get there. I don't know. That was so annoying. Were they yeah. in? Wait, I totally missed that detail. Were they in that pit for five days? And then they only had two days left. There must have been five days between when they were at Master Roshi's house, because that's when he says there's seven days of the apocalypse. Okay. And then they say there's two days of the apocalypse in the pit, which means a, house, a couple days must have happened. Um, oh and then gosh. we know they at least spent one night there. But then Master Roshi could just jump out. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So annoying. And that's after seeing Goku try to get out like two or three times. It's just really dumb. Right. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you wait this long? And he's expositing about how the apocalypse is going to happen and they have a limited time. So I, I, anyway, so. Okay. And then he wastes time. <laughs> so ah! <dumb. laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not so, going to think about that for too long. <laughs> they end up realizing that there is a uh, Dragon Ball underground. So then they all enter the cavern and start build, building their way underground. Uh, Boob Window says that, so we've cut back to Piccolo. Boob Window <laughs> says that she has tracked Master Roshi. Piccolo then has Boob Window removed. I'm sorry, no. Piccolo then has his blood removed to create some kind of creatures. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't remember if there's creatures uh, in the King Piccolo stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I know that creatures exist all the time uh, throughout the series. Like there's lackeys and baddies. Like in this uh, Saiyan saga, there's these creatures that are brought. Uh, they're pretty cool. But anyways, Kiko and the gang end up going through the lot into a lava cavern. Really bad CGI ensues. They fight some of these baddies. 
Um, they end up seeing that there's the Dragon Ball is right across the cavern over some lava. So Goku tosses some baddies into the lava and jumps across them. Um, so he plays, I guess, uh, the floor is lava again a second time. Now that I think about it, I didn't make a note about that. That's kind of funny. Uh, okay, so Goku then tells Roshi that the Dragon Balls have been showing him some kind of apocalyptic future. Uh, Boob Window had attacked Goku, but then he lost, so then he just watches them leave in an admittedly very silly scene in the movie. It kind of looked like, um, was her name Rue in Hunger Games? When she's yeah. just in the ceiling, just with the knife. It's like, what are you yes. doing up there? Well, uh, she's, you know, she's showing you, well, I could answer that for Hunger Games. Yes, yeah. Boob <laughs> yeah. <Games>. Window <laughs> so, uh, walked so that Rue could could. Yeah, run. can we uh, can we have another name for her other than Boob Window, please? I, just, I know, I know. It, it's just there's just it's. I just don't want to be talking about her boobs <laughs> and just hearing you just call this person a Boob Window. She's a, she's a person, I didn't call Melvin. Her a Boob Window. She, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're calling her she's a person well maybe she has she's feelings. like power girl this is how she gains her power uh one of, no. one of the worst scenes of writing in, in the entirety of the existence of the know. world <laughs> just call her her outfit's red you could call her red or something okay just... <laughs> now we're gonna disagree because her the outfit was totally oh purple. maroon purple is it purple i don't I think know it was purple <laughs> Uh, okay. So there's some red in there. Just no, no more Melvin, please (laughs) don't call her boob window. Now the time that I should tell you that the, the name Chi Chi is a Japanese pun for milk or breasts. So I don't know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You can't win. (laughs) No, I can't. It's just, there's no escaping it. Uh, okay. Curse you dragon ball. (laughs) (laughs) And Bulma's last name is briefs. Her son's name is trunks. Uh, so Trunks briefs, so Vegeta, ridiculous. vegetables. Uh, uh, Goku You're finds. Just gonna keep going. Ah. I know they don't oh stop. My uh, <laughs> Goku oh my finds Chi Chi in a tournament, but only after a mysterious woman whose boobs are inconspicuously covered uh, takes off some <laughs> takes some blood from her. I wonder who that could be. Uh, Bulma and then Yamcha uh, reminisce about the end of the world in a very boring scene. Oh, just cut some scenes. I know you're only 85 minutes, but just move on. Um, yeah. Goku is training with, with Roshi. Um, Roshi says he'll teach him the comic Kamehameha wave, but he describes it as the Kamehameha wave and the subtitles also split it up. That's, that, was, that was actually a question I was going to ask. I was like, is that how it's actually said? It's one word, so I believe it would be Kamehameha. Oh, it's one It's supposed to be oh, one word. But most but people the, quote it. But in it evolution, they Saying the whole thing. By going, Kamehameha. So, no, yeah, okay, okay. Which okay, we will it. not do. Um, we will protect your ears. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, he's training him. He's going to teach him the Kamehameha wave. But then he describes it as a move that is charged by the universe. And I immediately went, no, that's the spirit bomb. So... All right, I got you, movie. Got him. Uh, okay, <laughs> Goku succeeds in performing the Kamehameha wave, and he succeeds because he is into Chi-Chi, because Chi-Chi makes it a game, because that's how women work, um, as, as according to the movie. what? She says, uh, you can walk closer to me if you succeed in doing the Kamehameha wave. So she tries to make it into like a stupid oh, game. Oh, okay, I got it, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. My okay. specific note says that Goku succeeds because of horniness, but I don't know if that <laughs> is accurate. <laughs> so I don't think so. He lights the flame of his heart. Um, okay. Chi-Chi steals the Dragon Balls. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't Chi-Chi. It was Boob Widow. She was dressed up in Chi-Chi armor. No, Chi-Chi... I don't, I don't know how this works. It was her. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, because yeah, because they they fight there. She's a clone, or she's like uh, disguised. They fight. Goku ends up fighting Chi Chi and not the other person. So then that's how she gets it. And doesn't she like fire something at him? She fires something at Goku, so he gets knocked out. He's injured, um, and then he goes to like a mind palace and sees his father, grandfather. No, but do- doesn't don't they say like he's dying? Which then confused me when we got to the end of the film. Because I'm like, don't you not want him to die? If they happen to know what they know, 
then maybe they would want him to die. But I don't know. I don't know what the movie knows because it seems to change every 10 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Never mind. I won't think too hard. No, but that. you're right. Goku does get injured. And while he's injured, he goes to like a mind palace. But then Roshi casts the Kamehameha wave and it heals him. I don't know what this thing is. And I I don't know. Okay. Uh, Namekians can technically heal, I think. But I don't know. Anyway, so Piccolo. It's, um, it's multi-purpose. Yeah, I guess it could just do whatever you want. In this adaptation, it can just do whatever you want it to do. Yeah. Uh, Piccolo uh, almost summons Shenlong. Um, Okay, so yeah, Goku and the gang, all all of them end up finding um, where... uh, I I cannot believe I'm forgetting this movie and I have the notes right in front of me. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so Goku and the gang, they end up finding where Piccolo is. He's about to summon Shenlong, but they distract him. And uh, we learned from Piccolo that Goku is Ozaru, the one who had gone missing and would help Piccolo fight and destroy worlds. The eclipse is about to happen, and Goku then immediately transforms into a monkey beast, but he is not the giant monkey form that he is from the mon- manga. He is just like a were a monkey, a were monkey. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, and so then he's kind of a bad guy for a bit. Meanwhile, Roshi tries and fails to mafuba Piccolo. Ozaru kills Roshi. But then this causes Ozaru grief, so he transforms back into Goku. Meanwhile, we're subjected to really terrible CG the entire time. It is, yeah, it is. It's, it does not look good. It it's like looks disgusting. Really, really bad. Yeah, the color is off. It produced in me the emotion that I have when my fingernail is beneath a scab. That is the exact experience <laughs> oh I felt God. when I was watching this movie. That's it was gross, very though, disgusting. Uh, and when you like slide your nail across, it's just so no, gross. No, please <laughs> stop. So, like, okay. Up. No. <laughs> it's like the single no more. Worst, single no. most disgusting, offensive episode of the podcast. Not movies. a visual that I would like in my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, but it just it it was a it was a bad design for this monkey beast. It's so bad. And, I even forgot that it was supposed to be a monkey. Like you saying this now reminded me of like, oh yeah, he could transform into the whatever. Because when I when I looked at the film, it kind of just looked like a wolf or just like a hairy man thing. Yeah, it does look more like a wolf, frankly. Um, not yeah, so much the monkey beast thing. And yeah, Goku in the manga has his uh, monkey tail for like ever. Uh, up until yeah. the Saiyan Saga stuff. Uh, or no, he ends up, I think, losing it pretty early in the manga. And so that's why, why he, he doesn't it? know about that they can turn into monkeys. But um, Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. Because it, it's not added that there's Saiyans, uh, an alien warrior race, until really late in the manga. That's like chapter 300 or 400, super Got late. Got it. Goku now is fighting Piccolo, but he's just fighting him as himself. Uh, meanwhile, Bulma is fighting a character who will not be named, um <laughs> and uh goku then kamehameha waves piccolo and defeats him now they kind of have him kamehameha wave him but then he flies into him and i think they couldn't i was so confused by that they couldn't pick one and here's why the way that goku pills kills lord piccolo king piccolo in the manga is he does a move called like penetrate where he shoots his body into king piccolo and he basically goes through king piccolo um okay and so like he pours a hole through him just kills him it's awesome uh and so i think what they were trying to do in the movie is they were doing the kamehameha wave and having him fly into him to kind of do that visual it just Mm. looks bad uh just yeah imagine the scab again and that is the movie um no so, i don't okay. want to imagine the scab <laughs> melvin i well, good want for us you. to are almost done talk with the about movie. that ever again <laughs> please uh so um goku kamehameha wave the okay uh, yeah he beats he beats piccolo piccolo's dead so then they realize they can summon shenlong and cast one wish because they still have all the dragon balls and they are going to use that wish to revive Roshi, the dragon appears, and it's a very Western dragon, not the Eastern dragon, which really bummed me out. Yeah, I hated the design of this dragon. Actually, I one of the few things that I do remember from Dragon Ball is the the image of the dragon, like in the very beginning. So cool. I think it's in the. It looks amazing. Yeah, and it looks very like very intimidating and very like powerful and yes. just very cool. Like, those are the things that I remember. And then when I saw this dragon, I'm just like, that is not it. You couldn't really even see it very well. It was like kind of translucent. 
No, you couldn't. He was like one color, translucent. Yeah. Um, and I wrote in my notes that like a lot of the CG here looks like their old Dungeons and Dragons movie. The one with, um, oh man, he's hamming it up the whole movie. I can't remember his name. Uh, Jeremy Irons. And um, and this dragon even kind of looks like one of those. But yeah, I wrote a bad joke. Shed Long appears and he's Shen Short. Aha, got him. That was pretty great. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that one. Uh, I did like that one. That was, That's good. Uh, yeah, so they revive Roshi with the wish. Goku and Chi Chi then have like a mini battle to try and figure out who's more powerful because because this movie's depiction of romance is very silly. Um, mm. Although they, they are both fighters, so it's cute. Uh, in the manga, at least. Um, Anyways, movie's over. No, it's not. There is a stinger. I don't know if you turned it off right after the right the credits. I did. Started. I was I was immediately <laughs> done. I think <laughs> so. I, I, I did not watch this. I could not remember if I got up immediately when the credits rolled or not, which is never a good sign for a movie. Um, but uh, so like when I saw it in theaters, but just now, like I was finishing writing my notes when I the movie decided to assault me again by showing me another scene and. It's a mm. woman creating some kind of potion and it takes forever. And then she walks down a hallway and it takes forever. And then she walks into a room and there's somebody in a bed covered in blankies and it takes forever. <laughs> and then she puts blankies. this cloth on the character's head and you can't see it. And it takes forever. And then finally the camera moves over and the character turns over and it's Piccolo. And it looks so impotent and stupid because it looks like he's just like taking a nap. And then, like, someone just woke him up, and he's a little upset. Like, it's super dumb. <laughs> like so, a baby. <laughs> so Piccolo's coming back in the sequel, uh, and we have that to look forward to. That is the end of the movie. Let's get let's get into whether or not this is a party pleaser or a party pooper. Do you want to kick us off, Melanie? So after watching the film, it was literally everything that I expected it to be. I was expecting poor computer graphics. Got that. I was expecting a weak storyline, got that, bad act, a little bit of bad acting, uh, bad representation of the TV show, um, especially just having your lead actors white, you know, and not um, Asian yeah. as what I would imagine they should be from the from the show. And so just um, all of that to say, expected all of that, totally got it. But here's the thing that I didn't expect. So. I would say this movie is a party pooper. I definitely would not recommend anybody watch it just because there weren't enough funny moments to make it worth it. There weren't enough things to like laugh at, like enjoyably. It was just more just bad all around, unfortunately. But what I was surprised at was that when I finished watching this film, I actually wanted to watch the Dragon Ball TV show. Yay. <laughs> and I never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth. So where I was like, oh, is, I actually want to watch Dragon Ball. This is a good Ball. day. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and what's funny though, is that I actually went on YouTube and I saw some highlights and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I was, if I still want to do this or not. <laughs> I have a couple Blu-rays for Dragon Ball Kai, which is definitely the way to watch it. But I was going to say like, if there's, yeah, if there's any, I will take recommendations. I feel like now I'm in a place where I'm like, Nothing can be as bad as this film. Yes, it. Uh, so it, it's gotta, it's gotta go up from here. So now that I've kind of have like this very, <laughs> <it> very <does. laughs> low bar, where I'm just like, this was just really, really terrible. I would not recommend anyone watch this. But maybe there are aspects of the show that are better, or things I could, I would enjoy, and that I just never gave it a chance. Because I do think there are aspects of the of the story that I did find interesting, you know, so about Goku and this whole, his lineage and why does he turn into that giant, like monkey beast and the other characters even. So sometimes I'll see like little clips and I'll just be like, who is that? I have no idea who that is. Yeah. There's so like, there's aspects so of it. Many. Yeah. yeah. That, right. There just seems to be, I'm very, very far behind, but I would be interested in giving it a chance more than I have been in the past. So I guess some good came out of it. <laughs> there, um, yeah. Dragon Ball is cool. Dragon Ball evolution is not, it is definitely a party pooper. 100%. I, I like 
watching some really redonkulous movies. I yes, even rewatched The Last Airbender, <laughs> and that movie is not a good movie, but I think it's kind of interesting to watch. Um, and uh, it's it's at least much like people criticize that for not following the canon. I don't know. It kind of almost <laughs> follows the canon. There's only a couple things. I mean, there's a lot that's changed because it's taking on an entire season and condensing it. Dragon Ball Evolution is like an entirely. It's like if you took somebody and had them watch Dragon Ball in Japanese with no subtitles, like I guess had them blindfolded while they watched it, and then showed them stills <laughs> of the characters and then said, now make the story or something. It's just crazy. And um, it is so boring. It is not funny. All of the jokes that like we kind of had were jokes we made or like, like the joke isn't saying what we saw. And kind of how it's funny and you putting it together, but not that it's funny. And like, yeah, and it's just, it's just boring. It's so boring. Yeah. Um, I have, but at least it wasn't long. It is not long. I guess it was long for me because I had to keep pausing it to write stuff. So that was yeah. miserable. Don't, like when you don't watch even it do it for a podcast. Finish, <laughs> right. It's it's not it's not a long film. So at least I could appreciate that. No, it's 85 minutes and there's like there's a stinger and like I guess like a couple minutes of credits. So it's really like 80 minutes long. It's short, but like it is super boring. I've seen a t- all of the Dragon Ball movies, except for the one that came out like in 2022. And mm-hmm. there are some stinkers, but at least they're Dragon Ball <laughs> movies. They actually have yeah. characters fighting stuff. And like, they are weird. They are bizarre. And they all kind of have the same ending after like the third where Goku uses a spirit bomb to beat the bad guy. But like, uh, it is like, it, it's, just, it's just bad. So yeah, party pooper all the way, 100% without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot believe, like, I know I was excited and ecstatic to do this. Cause I also saw like, Hey, this will make for good content. And I think it did. Right. This is a pretty funny episode in my opinion, but at what cost? <laughs> what a right. waste of time. I could have been yeah. watching the other shows we're prepping for. <laughs> just totally. It's all at crap. least you can say that you you you've seen it. Yeah. That's sometimes what I'll tell myself. I'm like, well, that happened. Well, now I have to say I've seen it <laughs> twice, which is something to be ashamed uh, of. So, uh, yeah. Just no. terrible. I can't believe it. So anyways, that's recommend. that is it. Did you know Cinematic Doctrine has a blog? Visit cinematicdoctrine.com to read extended thoughts on movies or movie industry news from our contributors. Plus, you can find our podcast on there, too. We have one more part of our episode to do, which is recommendations. What do you have to recommend? I would like to recommend one of my favorite animes, movies of all time, Howl's Moving Castle. So this is another um, Miyazaki film about a young woman who is lacking in confidence. Uh, She is cursed with an old body by a spiteful witch. And her only chance of breaking the spell lies with a self-indulgent yet insecure young wizard and his companions in his legendary walking castle. So there's like a lot of moving parts um, to the film. But I think it is just so um, whimsical and romantic in a very pure sense. Um, It's beautiful. The scenery is um, frequently changing, which just makes it more interesting. I think the, uh, the dubbing is done very, very well. And I think the characters are just so lovable. And I just think it's a really, really sweet story and so i would highly recommend it i just think it's it's great it's magical it's it's fun and it's different and i love it i am gonna recommend another very short anime um i've watched a lot of these uh (laughs) short animes this one Mm -hmm. is 12 episodes four minutes per episode you can finish this in a single quick sitting it's called ira a-I-U-R-A. It is about three girls, slice of life, comedy. Oh, man, there's just an obscene amount of uh, anime that is just slice of life. Uh, but this one is extremely funny. Um, basically, one character is the short, tiny one. One character is the tomboy. And the other one's the real outgoing, annoying one. And they're all just good mm-hmm. friends. And they do a lot of stuff. It is super funny, super quick. 
Um, the manga is also very funny. It's a four coma, which essentially means it's more like a Sunday funnies in that it's like four panels and it's a joke. It's beginning to end. Um, yeah. And uh, the, it's just funny. Like if you are a fan of like in here in the West, like Sunday funny stuff. So like far side, I'm talking classic stuff. I don't know what's modern now. I don't even know if the funnies exist anymore. Maybe they're dead. And that's not that funny, I guess. But um, the like, if you like Calvin and Hobbes, or you like Far Side, and you like quick jokes um, that are fun, and you enjoy like the art and the creativity and stuff like that, um, four comas are great. But Ira in particular is a really good anime uh, that adapts that four coma, and then the four coma itself of the same name, very funny. Um, so yeah, definitely recommended it. This has been one of my favorites for a very long time. I'm about to do for a rewatch anyway, so I'm gonna have to dive into that and like i said it's four minutes each episode 12 episodes you can finish it before the hour ends (laughs) it's so good (laughs) it'll be shorter than this episode probably to finish it so yeah definitely recommend it it is just so good so check it out ira link in the show notes thanks so much for checking out this episode of cinematic doctrine if you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast. And as mentioned before, Cinematic Doctrine has a Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you're opted into a once-a-month movie poll where you decide a movie we discuss on the podcast. There are other unique benefits that come with supporting the podcast, so be sure to check that out at patreon.com forward slash cinematicdoctrine. A special shout out to those who support at the Art House Theater tier on Patreon. Thank you so much, Mom, Dad, Melanie, Sherlyon, and Thomas. You guys are the best, and your continued monetary support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, stay cool. Want some Cinematic Doctrine swag? You're in luck. We've got 3-inch Cinematic Doctrine logo stickers exclusive for Patreon supporters. Perfect for your travel mug or laptop. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine, link in the show notes, and choose the independent theater tier. Doing so will net you other perks too. But let's be real, the podcast stickers are the coolest perk. So get yourself some podcast stickers by supporting on Patreon.